Feelin' Fab is more than another wellness podcast. We will talk about topics that also include happiness hacks, biz inspiration, how-to topics, and interviews from experts in many fields. We hope to help you navigate your life with some helpful tools and tips to keep on grooving and staying happy. Welcome to the Feelin' Fab podcast, and I'm your host, Marissa. Hey there, listeners. Welcome back to the Feelin' Fab podcast, where we talk about all sorts of things, but mostly how to have a fabulous life. I have a great friend today with me. Her name is Janice. We met in college, and we are just kindred spirits. (laughs) I have lots of fond memories from college with Janice, and now Janice is a professional musician. She's an opera singer, and we're going to hear a little bit more about that today, but I wanted to talk to her about having a career as a mom and all sorts of fun things. So welcome to the podcast, Janice. We're so glad to have you. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Yay. So I think a lot of people that listen to this podcast are, you know, creative people that love hearing from all sorts of different types of you know, professionals in their careers and such. So I wanted to talk to you a little bit about how you chose to become an opera singer, because I remember in college, um, you play a few different instruments and you're just like a really creative person. So I want to hear a little bit about how you knew that you wanted to be an opera singer, or if you always (laughs) knew. (laughs) I didn't always know. Um, That's nice of you to say that I play a few different instruments. I think that I sing well, And I do a lot of other things not well. Um, (laughs) But it was something I discovered in college. I actually took my first voice lessons in college. I went to be a choir teacher, a music major, um, music education major. And as I was taking voice lessons, I discovered this classical singing thing. And I was kind of good at it. Um, And we did like small productions at Southern Utah University. And I just kind of got hooked. And really, that's how it happened. (laughs) I just, I haven't ever stopped singing like that since. So. Oh, that's awesome. What's one of your favorite, um, either like concerts or productions that you were part of in your undergrad that you can think of? Um, I think I have to say Don Giovanni in my undergrad, um, because I sang Don Anna, which if you talk to any like opera singer, they're like, what you sang that at 22 years old, it's such a hard role. But I learned so much from it, and it's. Um, I think it kind of prepared me for what I do now, which is like learning music really fast and really thoroughly, and um, you know, taking criticism and applying um, so many technique things on stage really quickly. I just feel like that was where I kind of learned and grew the most. And then I got to do the production professionally, and that was a whole different thing. And it was kind of cool to have that connection from my undergrad. Oh, that's so fun. Um, yeah, so so you did your undergrad and then you went on to get your master's, right? Mm-hmm. I taught for I taught high school for a year in between um, in Milford, Utah, in the middle of nowhere. Uh, <laughs> but we moved out to the Midwest and I was like, I still want to do this singing thing. And we were close to Chicago. So I went and did my master's degree at North Park University, which is in Chicago. So So fun. What was the experience different between getting an undergrad and getting your master's degree? Uh, 
There is a, I didn't want to say uh a lot, but that question, <laughs> like I was like, oh, there's so many ways I can go with that, right? The first thing um, I think I have to say was just diversity was different, like the type of people I was working with and the backgrounds they came from. Because in Southern Utah, you kind of have like one stock. I can't say that blanket statement, but you kind of had like a one type of person, right, mm-hmm. that you were working with a lot. Um, and I got to Chicago and I was like, oh, here's all these different backgrounds. And I learned a lot just from that. And then musically, your master's, uh, at least my master's, just kind of allowed me to dive in more to what I wanted to do. And there was less worrying about, you know, I didn't have to take any math classes, thank goodness. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> that was kind of the best part was I, I was doing what I wanted to do. Yeah. So do you think that if you want to be like a professional musician or maybe just a professional in I don't know, maybe a creative field in the arts. Do you think that it's um, important to get your master's degree? What are your thoughts on that? Um, I actually don't think it's necessary. I mean, in my field, there is a little bit of you can only get certain auditions if you have certain qualifications. And often the master's degree is kind of the gateway to get there because you just have to have that kind of training. So I actually think of my master's degree as more of like a trade school for myself. It was just, I was not ready when I was like 23 or 22 and just out of undergrad. And so I needed those extra couple years of training. And in the United States, that's kind of how we get it. But Mm -hmm. I actually don't, think it's necessary. I think you just need the training. You need the extra time, the extra experience. So if you're getting that through, you know, a different avenue, if you've got a great teacher that you're working with, or you have the ability, I have some friends that have the ability to work with companies right out of undergrad. I'm like, good for you. You're getting all the things that I needed to learn, but I needed to do that in my master's degree. That was the avenue that was available to me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that makes I sense. just, I think it's an experience. I don't necessarily, I mean, education is education whether you pay way too much money for it or not, you know? (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I think that if you really, like, love something, like, what, you know, why not pursue that even more? I don't know. Exactly. So what's it like now that you're finished with your master's degree? What's it like finding a job and finding, like, career opportunities outside of college? Because that's something that I think me and other people might have a hard time with is just finding opportunities, like, outside of college because, you know, they provide it for you so often. So tell me a little bit about how you find um, gigs essentially, or how you find opportunities to perform if you're always auditioning. I just want to hear a little bit more about that. Yes. I mean, I will say what it looked like for me just out of school, but I will say that like COVID times are going to change that drastically, I think for a lot of people. (laughs) So I mean, this is what it looked like last year for me, but I have no idea what the future is. Yeah, let's talk about last year. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So last year, um, there are some places that you can go to that have like blanket audition um like notifications and stuff and you kind of have to be strategic with how you audition and who you audition for um there's a surprising amount at least in opera and i know in musical theater as well there's a surprising amount of small companies especially in the united states and like smaller towns um and so if you're willing to travel you can kind of put a blanket, like do a lot of auditions and send your resume to a lot of people and um, different things, which is kind of how I did it this year. Um, There's pros and cons. I just, I kind of put myself out there to whoever would hear me. 
um, which I think was good. I did a lot of auditions and I got a lot of experience auditioning, which is what Mm -hmm. I needed. Um, I will say if I did another season, again, I don't know what COVID's going to look like, but if I do another season, I think it'll be time to be more strategic on who do I want to sing for, what type of music specifically do I want to work on, um, and how can I market myself that way. But yeah, it kind of sounds funny. You really are putting yourself out there to do a bunch of auditions. And the best way is if you know somebody that can kind of be like, you know, this is my singer, this is my friend, this is somebody I've worked with, that kind of gets you in the door a little bit easier than just doing these blind auditions but totally I've heard time time again and I think it's so true that sometimes it's more about who you know than, than what you know <laughs> so. I know well and to be fair these I I had um two really good young artist programs or resident artist programs this season and none of the people knew me but they did know people on my resume so it is a little bit who you know and they want to know that you can do the job you know they want to know Totally. You can trust. So So when you're auditioning, is it mostly in person or like via, you know, like a live video chat or maybe you're just sending in like recordings or how does an audition process look like typically? Um, Usually, hopefully you're in person and it kind of is hard because you know that they're seeing like... (sighs) 50 to 100 people a day for like a normal audition and sometimes people are seeing so many more and so it's a little hard not to get lost in the crowd and feel like oh did they even remember me yeah Um, but I still prefer being in a live audition to sending in um, my recordings which I like my recordings I've worked hard to get good video um but I think I think it's preferable to be in the room so there's kind of both you can do some people are accepting you know, recorded auditions. But I really do think if you can get to New York for like a week and do a bunch of auditions, Mm -hmm. it just serves you better to be in the room. For sure. I feel like there's just extra magic that comes when you're like in person. There's just so many things that can't be captured on a video. As good as videos are these days, especially when it comes to like music and art and creation, I just feel like some of that gets lost in translation. So. I agree. But, you know, some people are really talented, too. I do think yeah. if and as we move into more virtual times, I do think it's going to be something we have to work on as artists is creating uh, really valuable and good content, not just kind of putting ourselves up on a video, you know? Totally. So, sorry, cool. you can probably hear my son screaming. <laughs> It's okay, because that's what I want to talk about next. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, I want to hear a little bit about what it's like being a mom and also pursuing a career. Because, okay, well, I feel like this is a little bit of a loaded topic. Not so much, but I feel like you can go two ways. I feel like some people work really hard at their career, and then when mom life comes around, that's all that they want to do. And I think that's totally okay. But there's also some of us that, And I say us, even though I'm not a mom, but I think there's some of us that also have the idea, like, I want to be a working mom and I really, you know, have this career that I'm super passionate about and I want to try and do both. Mm -hmm. So I want to hear a little bit about what it's like doing both and if you have any (laughs) tips for just, you know, keeping things balanced. Yeah. I don't know if anything's ever balanced. Right. (laughs) I I think it just always kind of isn't, but um, I do... I I do fall into the camp of people that, you know, really wants to keep going with what I believe in and also do the mom thing. But I, you know, I'm pregnant with my second 
and it's starting to feel a little bit different. So we'll see. I think the big thing is allowing yourself the option. Mm -hmm. For so long, I was like, I can either have my career or I can have my family. And then I was like, yes, I'm doing the career thing with my family. Look at me. I'm so great. And I had like this, am I going to disappoint people if I turn to one or the other again? Well, turn to just my family, you know, and I think it's just so important to stay open to whatever life um, gives you and whatever opportunities come. So first of all, whatever way you want to do it is fine. You're your own you know what I mean? Your own parent yes. and your own uh, person. <laughs> he's but, so cute. Know, he's totally screaming and I'm sorry. At least it's he's okay. happy. I'm like, he could be crying outside the door, which he's not doing. So that's good. He is happy. Um, so that kind of leads to the next thing is like, you just got to make it work. <laughs> so um, I will say there are days that I just... I get envious of my friends that I feel like they go to work and they go home and they don't have to like change diapers or they don't have to feel the stress of leaving their kid at home and like feel all the mom guilt. But I have to remind myself too that they're going through other things in their life. So um, the biggest thing I guess is to try not to compare yourself to other moms or other people that aren't moms that are doing your job. Like this is your life. You just kind of have to figure it out for you. Um, And as long as I feel like it's worth it to me, I'm going to keep doing it. You know, as long as I'm feeling fulfilled in my career and I'm feeling fulfilled as a mother, like I want to do this. So I hope that's not too rambly, but I kind of think it's- No, no, no. I don't know if that's advice even. I think it's just a mindset of uh, really checking in with yourself and what you want out of this. Like, are you doing the family and career thing to prove how great you are? And like, oh, I can handle everything and I'm superwoman. Or are you doing it because you're really fulfilled in both aspects of your life and you wouldn't be the same person you are without it? You know, For sure. I don't think there's a wrong way to do it, however you want to do. Um, and I think it's also important to remember, like, just because you close a door doesn't mean it's closed forever. You know, exactly. if that's so true, if there's a time or season of life where you're like, I just have to go down this path right now, like you know, for you, I'm, you might have a time where you're like, I just need to be a mom (laughs) for a year or whatever. Um, I don't think that singing is, you know, going to be taken away from you and locked in a box and thrown in the ocean and you can never find it again. Absolutely. Right. I think that there's, yeah, there's times and seasons for everything. And, um, it's funny because you say it like, I mean, it sounds ridiculous, right? But it sounds like ridiculous how you say it, but like, that's truly, the mindset sometimes is like, mm-hmm. am I never going to be able to sing if I take, you know, a year or two out? Like, that's truly, it's a fear because sometimes it does feel like there's a ticking time bomb on your career, but yeah. there's not. Like, you're going to be not. okay. So. You have the whole rest of your life. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. So just because you're closing a door doesn't mean you're giving up. And I think it's important to give people grace, you know, when we're looking on the outside in and, you know, maybe someone chooses a path and we're like, oh, but they're giving up all of this. And mm-hmm. I think that it's important to just give people grace. Remember that nothing is permanent. And if if you feel like you need to go a certain direction for a while, then I think that's fantastic. Exactly. Whatever you do, do it with all your heart. And sometimes that's just momming because momming is a full-time job for it sure. It really is. From what I've heard. <laughs> yeah, it really is. And there's a big trade-off too. I mean, I will say I have a very supportive spouse. So when I'm traveling, he has had to bear the brunt of a lot of things. Um, like I could only be home once a week for like the first four months of the year. until Well, three months of the year until COVID hit. And uh, 
he had to do a lot. So I think the other set of advice is whether it's your spouse or your partner um, is to figure out who your support system is because that that's going to be a huge thing in your life. For sure. Kids or no, but definitely. Yeah. And I know that you um, – well, I don't know. I think that you are living away from your family. Isn't that right? Yes. Yeah. So how do you find babysitters and stuff like that? Well, we're really grateful to have an awesome daycare facility in our small town, which is super great. Um, and then I've got, thankfully, a good church community, and I've got a, a really good set of friends that has helped me out a lot. Um, but here's the tip for that. Get yourself like a list of 10 people <laughs> that you always call. You know what I mean? Whether you're always starting at the top or whatever, but like 10 people because emergencies will come up, rehearsals will come up, your husband will have to rehearse during, or not rehearse, but have a meeting during something. Uh, and so having that list that's consistent and it's not just like mental is so helpful. Oh, that's a great idea. And I've heard from other moms, um, like, you know, some working moms um, do the daycare thing. And I think that's great. Another idea is um, if you have some friends that are also working moms, I've heard that you could do like a trade-off day. So one day, like you take all the kids and you have all of them and your friend can have a work day yes. <laughs> and then your kids have friends to play with. So it's kind of nice. And then, you know, maybe another day she'll take all the kids and she'll take yes. your kids. And, and I've got to do that a, a few day. times, which is great because yeah. performing has like weird hours, right? So a lot of my friends will, if they are working, they're working in the mornings. And I'm usually into the night. So we've been able to do that a couple of times too, which is really great. That's awesome. So the last kind of topic I want to talk to you about is um, standing out in an industry where you feel like maybe there's people that are better than you. I feel like a lot of us in the creative field and, you know, maybe in just any profession in general, maybe, maybe you're a new nurse and you're like, Oh, there's like 50 million nurses on the planet and I don't know what makes me special or different or whatever. So what are your tips on just feeling like you can be successful and not comparing yourself to others? Yeah, that's really tricky. It's funny because we always are like as artists, we're like, oh, it's so hard not to compare. But I think it's just humans. It's so hard not to compare. Mm -hmm. um, but you know what? You have to figure out what makes you special. And you have to know it. And when you walk in the room, you have to show it to people. And you just have to get really used to being confident in that. So I may not be good at everything. And there are a lot of people that are, you know, better than me. That's great. I want them to be better than me. Like I want them to push me. I want them to inspire me. I want them to succeed because my art form would be nothing if I was the only one that was good at it. Um, but I have to know too what makes me unique and what makes me special when I walk into a room. So, yeah, I think you, if it literally takes just sitting down and writing out what your strengths are, you have to do it. And then you have to walk into a room and not apologize for how strong you are and how great you are. Oh, <laughs> I love that. Okay, let's try it right now. Okay, Janice, what are some things that make you special? Um, I am a really sensitive performer. I'm intuitive, um, I think, with my music, which means that I just feel um, – it's not difficult for me to connect emotionally to the pieces that I'm singing. Mm. And I can really connect that um, with the music and how I perform. And I do think there's a lot of singers that do that, but they can't do it the same way I do. I love that. 
Thank you for sharing with I us. Know. That's it feels so a little weird to like say out loud, but you know what? That's the kind of thing that I actually take a notebook to auditions. And that's the kind of thing I write down to remind myself before I walk in the room is like my what my strengths are. Like I have a really great smile. <laughs> so I'm going to smile when I walk do. in. The room. You know I what I mean? I love your smile. And it's I have important. to tell myself that stuff before. It sounds really weird, but I do. I tell myself that stuff before I go into an audition because it's important that I communicate that. For sure. I think that we all have strengths that we can lean into and it's not being cocky or egotistical in any way. It's it's being confident and loving who you are. It's self-care at its core. Mm-hmm. And it's other people care too. I think we forget so often the world, the world needs us to do the best that we can. Mm-hmm. You know, we, if I didn't go into the room and offer my best, what are people going to get from me? Nothing, you know, and it's, it's my job. I really believe it's my job to help the people that I'm singing for, to help people feel and to express, you know, maybe not express, but to feel their own emotions or to, you know, just feel kind of the human condition. And so if I didn't walk in and do my best, then what am I doing? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I love that so much. Thanks for reminding that. It's everyone care. <laughs> yeah, It's everyone care. Do the best you can for everyone. For sure. And you know, when you're showing up as your best self, I know that like for me personally, when I'm trying to show up as my best self for other people, like I go to bed at night and I feel, you know, confident and happy and like I can show up for my spouse and not just when I'm trying to like impress other people, so to say, Um, because I think that gets a little tricky with performing. It's like we know how to turn it on when we need to. Yeah, absolutely. And and then when we're done, we're like, okay, now I can go home and like be grumpy. (laughs) But (laughs) yeah, I try to show up as my best self for, you know, the people that are in my day-to-day life as well as the people that I may be performing for or the people that I'm serving. I just love that mindset of like when you wake up in the morning <laughs> to put on your best self. And that's one of my strengths is that I'm just a really positive person and I'm able to kind of stay that way. And that's something that I know about myself. Yes. And it serves us when you're like that. You know, I don't, I haven't seen you in years and I consume a lot of your like social media content and different things. And I'm so grateful that there are people in my life out there that are feeding positivity. Yay. You're welcome. (laughs) All right. And Janice, let's see, to wrap up, what is something that you do for yourself that makes you feel fabulous? This is the Feeling Fab podcast. So what's something maybe like a self-care thing or just like a food or a ritual that you have incorporated into your routines that really just helps you feel fabulous? Um, I, (laughs) I used to do a lot more yoga than I'm doing right now and I need to be checking in more. But once I got pregnant, I was like, I don't want to move. Um, but that time, my time with the mat on the yoga mat has been really super important for me to, to be quiet. I don't take a lot of quiet time outside of my yoga mat. And so that is really, that's really my self-care kind of place and ritual. I love that. Plus the breathing, I mean, does nothing but good yeah. things, especially if I you're a you, I'm not like a yogi that does all these fancy things. I'm a yogi that is like mm, more shavasana, like I'm going to lay yes. down. So <laughs> I'm going to do some child's pose for about 25 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> yeah, me too. I just love the stretching and just kind of feeling all my muscles. I don't know how to like stand on my head 
but right (laughs) you're connecting with your body you know that's the best part is you're connecting with yourself and your body and you're taking that time for you so that's what I really love Okay, Janice, if people want to hear you sing, where can they find you? Or if they just want to like connect with you on a personal level, do you have somewhere that we can tell people to go check you out? Yes, I have all the platforms. <laughs> so it's my name, <laughs> Janice Pentico, J-A-N-E-S-E Pentico dot um, com. That's my website or Janice Pentico Soprano on either Facebook or Instagram awesome you guys won't be disappointed especially if you're a musician she has like lots of good tips on there and it's awesome to network and so yeah (laughs) awesome thank you guys so much for listening to this episode i hope you guys can go check out janice go give her a follow on facebook or instagram let's help her get a few more followers and that she can bring her beautiful voice to your listening ears we hope that you have a fabulous day and we'll catch you in the next episode